Hi, everyone. Welcome to our third workshop in the virtual series that AfroWave has been hosting uh, for the past couple of weeks. This is the workshop on branding, and I'm going to be moderating today. My name is Karis. Uh, just a little bit about me. I am a singer, songwriter, music producer, um, and then after studying music business, decided to kind of spend some time in the business side of the industry, um, and that led me to be working with AfroWave. Currently, if you don't know much about AfroWave, it is an initiative that was started by Toronto-based artist. Uh, his name is Lexicon. Um, most of his stuff is in the dancehall genre, and he kind of noticed as an artist himself that he wasn't able to find a lot of um, resources or uh, panel discussions like this or platforms that cater to what we like to call culturally driven sounds. Um, so reggae, dancehall, soca, Afrobeats, and the like. Um, and so he kind of created this to kind of bridge that gap so that artists who are in those genres would be able to have equal opportunity and equal access to those resources and those platforms. Uh, so today we have The Hook & Co. with us. We have Carrie Ann Wright and Michelle Allman. How do you pronounce your last name? I don't want to get it. Allman Esdale. Esdale. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're just going to have them tell us a little about themselves first and how they got started in the industry. Yeah. Michelle, do you want to get started? I'll let you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've basically been in the entertainment industry more than half my life, actually. I started off as a dancer, um, professionally trained, specializing in Afro-Caribbean. And from there, I branched off into modeling, voice work, event hosting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> et cetera. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my main role within The Hook is running the Hook Entertainment Division, um, where our focus is on the end user perspective and how they relate to the entertainment. Cool. And I'm Michelle, and I myself started off as a musician playing piano, studying at the Royal Conservatory of Music. Uh, later on, transferred that instrument into the beautiful instrument of steel pen, which I absolutely adore. I do have a corporate background in finance, um, I guess, probably almost 20 years of my life in finance. So organization, systematization, budget, all that good stuff as far as the business aspect of how things operate, that's me. So I handled the hook <laughs> side, um, which is basically a referral company for musicians and music artists to find anything that they need to pretty much project, progress, propel their career in whatever direction. And we connect them with these individuals or service providers based on beautiful criteria like their budget, which matters, uh, service location at times, um, any genres that are specific, which is really good because um, speaking to Lexicon, I understand that position and uh, any other special requirements. So we make sure that everybody gets what they're looking for. So that's me. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about the importance of networking and connecting with people and um, mm -hmm. just how you can get access to resources just by the people that you know, especially in this industry. Um, so these panelists will be people that you want to take notes from yeah. <laughs> for all the interviews <laughs> that we have yeah. in today. Uh, so you just want to get straight into it and talk about what are some of the first steps that you um, would recommend for artists that are trying to establish a brand. Um, you've decided you want to be a professional artist and go into the industry. What are some of the first things that you do to kind of establish that identity? Okay. Uh, wow. Here we go. <laughs> I think first and foremost, you really have to understand who you are. 
um, I think that's really key in regards to your music. It's your why, um, not so much your what, but your why. Um, the connection as to the messaging that your music is doing, your interests as a person, just a normal human being walking on earth, and then translating that through visuals and conversation. So that is the representation of your brand. And you can, I, I guess the key is to attract the people that see eye to eye with who you are, why you're doing what you're doing, and what your conversation's all about. 100%, I agree. And I think it's important to also note what branding is. A lot of people get it mixed up and think, mm -hmm. oh, my brand is my logo. Mm -hmm. Your brand is your logo and every other thing that leaves a lasting impression on somebody. So in its simplest form, I like to say that your brand is what people think, feel, and say about you when you are not in the room. Um, so mm -hmm. once you know who you are, I always like to make sure people know who they're talking to yeah. because if That's your cute. brand is not communicating in the same language as the audience that you're trying to speak to, it's a miss. It is, always. You know, it's interesting because I think people get tied up with brand and marketing. Yes. Um, what I've come to realize is marketing is what you do when you're trying to bring awareness, but branding is what you do when you're trying to bring value. So mm -hmm. it's how you communicate. That is really the key. That makes sense. On the note of logos, um, so from different workshops and stuff that I've gone to and different artists that I've spoken to, there seems to be a, oh, do I need a logo as an artist? Should I have a logo as an artist? Is it necessary? Um, and kind of some, I've seen like some artists have an established logo, but then use totally different funds for their names in other places. Um, what are your opinions around that? Do you think it's necessary to... What, what do you think about your thoughts on having a logo as an artist? I, I like verification. Um, I think that's really what I'm going to yeah. choose to call it. That's a good word. Yeah, McDonald's. I mean, yeah. their whole name. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they've got that brand. Yeah. But when it comes to logo, logo doesn't necessarily have to be like a shape or anything. I think um, it can even just be... Um, typography. Yeah, just text, it could be your yeah. name. The way you sign it or the way, the, whatever font that you use, like Eminem. Yes, yeah. Eminem's uh, logo. It's the backwards E and the backwards E at the end with Eminem in the middle. <laughs> but that is his logo, yeah. even yeah. though it's his name. So there's an identification. Absolutely. Logos yeah. are important. They're not mandatory, but I definitely think that they're, I think so. they, they're impactful in developing a brand, um, especially when consistency comes into play. Mm -hmm. uh, and I find that especially within the entertainment industry and creatives, yeah. um, guys, less is more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love, because we're creative people and there's so much going on in our yeah. brain, we love to put every little thing and all these layers and meanings into it. But really and truly, the simplest things can make the biggest impact. And Especially if it's tagged behind consistency. Yeah, 100%. It is. And brand is consistent. Always. It's absolutely 100% consistent yeah so as soon as you veer off you've moved away from your brand yeah i've seen a lot of artists use or those who do choose to use uh logos kind of use it um most commonly as like a backdrop for their live performances and stuff um what would you say around them using it for 
album covers, for example, because um, what I've seen a lot is people style their names. Most people style their names differently on album covers. There are some people who use that same logo. Um, mm -hmm. Would you recommend it being on the covers that you put out or is it more something that you think could be used more liberally? So as it's fit or, you know, for a concert, but not for the album covers, like what are your opinions around that? Mm -hmm. You want to go? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I saw the fight. I know. <laughs> um, with logos, there are sometimes variations of them, mm -hmm. but okay. they are used within context, right? Okay. So in re specifically to say album covers, mm -hmm. depending on what the theme is of that album would determine whether or not the logo is appropriate. Um, for example, if you take the Hooks logo, mm -hmm. we have an icon as well as text we can use either or interchangeably on their own or together mm -hmm. and it all depends on what we're using it for you know um maybe something is so small that the text wouldn't necessarily be readable but because we've established the brand the icon would be recognizable absolutely yeah and, so and that was a strategy like that was on purpose yeah. it needs to be yeah yeah eight months like later that. but it was <laughs> yeah, it took us eight months to figure it out but <laughs> But it's for a lifetime, right? It, it so. is. And I think what we're talking about here is um, professionalism. Yeah. Talking about a career. Say it again for the people in the back. Yeah. See, <laughs> I, I mean, this, I get, I, sometimes I get super businessy, so reel me in. But you're talking about a career. You're also talking about a business. Um, artists have to grasp the concept that they are a corporation. Yes. Um, they are Pepsi, they are Coke. Oh I've used this example many times. Pepsi is the corporation. However, Pepsi doesn't just come in a can. It doesn't come in just a bottle. It comes, it, it has a syrup option. It actually makes Quaker Oats too. Pepsi's the owner of Quaker Oats. So it's interesting. Okay. What I'm trying to say is though, is that it's how you want to make that delivery to yeah. who is going to receive it. Yes. You know, I'm not going to get a, a Pepsi bottle at McDonald's. I'm going to get the syrup form in a cup. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's who you're serving. So when you're talking about that logo, I think you have to identify exactly the service that what it's doing. you're using it for. Yeah. Makes sense. So both of you have been in... <laughs> industry, a lot of parts of the industry. Um, and so I think that you've probably become experts on your personal branding. Um, what are some of the challenges that you faced to kind of get to that point? Um, and, and how did you overcome those challenges trying to establish your own brand? Okay. I'm going to let Kiri Ann talk first because <laughs> she has a better brand than I do. <laughs> that is not true. It's totally just true. different. It's totally Anyways, we're going to have that conversation later. Oh my goodness. Um, so my personal brand is very fluid. Uh, I'm literally what people will call a jack of all trades. I would like to consider myself a care of all crafts. Uh, and I think my greatest challenge has been, <laughs> don't laugh at me. My greatest challenge has been um, establishing my, the respect and credibility that I know that I deserve within the industry. A common misconception is that, oh, if you're doing too many different things, you're not doing them well and you can't be taken seriously in any one of the things. However, it's okay to do multiple things, understanding that at any given time, there is a prioritized focus and proper and adequate effort is put into doing 
each of those things exceptionally. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I would like to think that I have done a great job um, establishing that credibility. And I like to make sure that everything that I do is fun and with lots of love. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's funny too, because this is something we've both spoken to in Re2, having others take a look at your social, social pages yes. and let them tell you what that conversation is. So when you say with love, like it's very loving. <laughs> Let's put it uh, I, I'm, I'm relatively the same. I think I'll tell you my hardship really is, is because I'm somebody who's usually behind the scenes. I'm not a shine person. My issue wasn't the conversation that I wanted to have or the engage, not, maybe I won't use engagement. Um, I'm amazing at the caption. I know exactly what I want to say and how to translate whatever I need to in order to get what I'm trying to say across. My issue was being, having my face yeah to express that caption because i'm i'm very i'm an introvert a little bit <laughs> when it comes to social media so it, coming outside the box and really kind of breaking down some of your barriers to expose yourself yeah in yeah. ways that sometimes just don't make you comfortable but yet the message is strong enough that you have to identify the fact that it's really not about you it's about who's receiving it mm -hmm. i think that's what i had to get around and what are your recommendations to artists who are trying to find that balance actually because even as an artist myself it's like i'm fine doing a cover i'll go all out for a cover and of course you know if you're doing video your face is there but for me to post a selfie is a whole other situation so i mean it's the same face you're doing the same thing essentially um but one for me it's my music and then the other it's like oh it's just me taking a selfie do people really want to see this um so what would you recommend the artists who are trying to find that balance how do you determine that balance this is part of the conversation i have with the artist strategies that i do um just to kind of take it's interesting you don't all want to be about music on your page yeah. unless it is completely a dedicated page for that kind of like a fans page but not yeah. Um, you want to be human too. Mm -hmm. I think the key for artists to understand is right now their music is the what, but they, it, it, the translation is the why. Yeah. And when you start to talk about why you're doing what you're doing, um, to correlate with the what it is that you're doing and the how you're doing it, it kind of solves all that problem. Sometimes I just say, it, because you're just a normal person on, on earth, what do you care about? And don't mention music. Tell me anything else you care about. Is it, you know, feeding the homeless? Is it, um, you know, s systemic racism? Is it gender equality? Like, what is it? And maybe that is part of your conversation. Maybe that's part of your messaging in your music. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so you can kind of use your everyday life activity that supports that conversation on top of what you're already doing in regards to your music. So it, it, it expands um, your content mm -hmm. and it expands the ability to connect and reach and not feel like it's just like selfie after selfie after selfie. Here's my new, yeah. music. Here's my new music. I'm in the studio today. <laughs> you know, like lather, rinse, repeat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be human. And the thing is, your super fans, the fans, the ones that you want, because mm -hmm. if you have good branding, people overpay for brand good branding. As they should. As they should. Yeah. Really and truly. Um, if I come off looking like I'm living, like I can really deliver something, I'm living this kind of lifestyle, and you believe that, 
I can charge you technically whatever because you believe that, yeah. whether it's true or not. So this is, this is it. It's kind of that identification, um, really talking to your why. Versus your what? Absolutely. Yeah. And like going that. back to what Michelle had said about music being your business, mm -hmm. um, people will always buy into who you are before First. they buy into what you're selling. First. And yeah. your music is what you're selling. Absolutely. People love a story. They love a journey. And I think at the end of the day, we're all just looking for tidbits in other humans that we can relate yeah. to. Yeah. So when you share other parts of who you are outside of your music, it also helps people understand and it explains to them why your music is the way that it is. Mm -hmm. And it helps them put themselves into your music, exactly. which will then allow them to want to yeah. subscribe to it. Yeah. yeah. Agree. They want to know what's going on. It makes them come back again. It makes them check in and now they're not missing the merch that you just yeah. put out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, it's a two prong fold and I love it. I think it's smart. It's just good, good, yeah. smart business. Are there any brands uh, right now that you are um, really excited about their branding or their story or you um, appreciate the way that they've conveyed their branding, especially on social media? And since it's Afrowave, especially if it's black owned, because um, that's one thing that we like to champion here. Are there any brands now that you think are doing this really well? There's a few. Oh, wow. um, I think I would like to start by shouting out Design Your Soul. Yeah. Matthew Pompey, who is our, like, he's our, I guess, our go-to graphic designer. He's our yeah. personal graphic yeah. designer. Yeah, he's that, phenomenal. Yeah. But the translation is, as far as being on social media, is just phenomenal. Really good. Yeah. Um, I like Kim Shuka. Kamshuka. I really like Kamshuka. Oh, um, she, I'm, I'm an energy person. Yeah. I'm like all about <laughs> love and light too. So she just breathes that. She breathes the warrior in you as far as being, you know, a woman of color. And um, she's believable. Like I just scroll through that and I just feel good. I don't even have to read some of the stuff she says. Yeah. Visually, I feel good just looking at it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's, that's key, right? Like 100%. visually looking at yeah. something. Yeah, especially now. Story. It's the Instagram era. Um, right. <laughs> I have, there's a saying we have in our house, is like, if it's not on Instagram, it did not happen. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. it's so we true. like everything. We're like, okay, we'll decide after this is Instagram worthy, but it has to be kept right. because we're in such a visual age now. Even, um, I think an important thing too is the algorithm for the social media sites that we use, if it's more than 20%. I think text, then it doesn't get pushed to as many people as it could if it was much less. Um, so I think that too can be an important factor in determining the type of content that you put out. Um, one thing I did notice too was with the uh, kind of rise of like the black empowerment movement that's been happening this year. Um, there was a lot of like text that a lot of posts with text, a lot of posts with questions, stories. Um, and I think it's the first time I actually saw posts with so much text kind of move around so much and, and get so popular. Um, so what, what would you say to artists who are, for example, like for me, I will post text on mine, um, on my social media page, but I'll also do images. Do you think that now would be a time to kind of capitalize on the fact that algorithms are catering to more text on images because of the movements that are happening now? Um, or do you think that 
an artist should kind of stick towards the visual side since it's kind of been historically the more important factor. Sorry, just to clarify, when you say the text, text on the post text itself? On the post, text not on the post, not the caption. Because yeah. I did see, like, even with the Black empowerment movements, there have been a lot of images, of course, because that kind of conveys the story, but I've seen more than I did before uh, text on the actual image, and they tend to be moving around more often now and become more viral than I would normally see anything. Um, that's kind of because the algorithms before it never usually cater to that. Um, but do you think that it's more important to have visual aspects um, or is text on imaging something that an artist should explore with as well? I'm gonna jump in really quickly here. Um, there, every so often, you know, we go through these phases, especially with social media, where buzzwords really catch on. Algorithms is one of those ones right now. Yeah. And for everybody listening, I my greatest suggestion is to throw algorithms out the door. I was just gonna say that. They're always changing. Yeah. There's no Can't way to up. figure it out, yeah. and you'll end up like it's a crutch. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It goes back to what I was saying before about knowing your audience. Yeah. And because of the nature of the Black Lives Matter movement and the fact that the people who are actually speaking out about it have so much to say, mm -hmm. that's what caused the shift mm -hmm. out of necessity. And yeah. out of like knowing that the people needing to receive that information need to receive it in the quickest way possible. And that's okay. literally right in front of their face as they're yeah. scrolling. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm, I agree 100%. I think my, I'm going to be honest with you, my take on that is... Mm -hmm. Are you, is, have you realized how quick this year moved? Yeah. Is moving. <laughs> that just yeah. goes to show you how people don't have the time. Like, it's like, go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were locked down for a month and change, and it was all about social media. Yeah. Just you have decently sane. So to catch anybody's attention, I think that happened partially yes. out of necessity. As Absolutely. much as we're pointing out the Black Lives Movement, I think there's a, a few contributing factors to that. And secondly, because things are just getting faster and faster and people have less time and less, yeah. um, uh, what is that word that I'm thinking of? Attention span. Yes, attention span. In order to capture somebody, some I think you have to kind of, in your face yeah you know what i mean like quick so that way if it's enough it forces you to pause mm -hmm. just in time to read the caption yeah so there's it's yeah. in regards to associating that with the artists i think they have to pick and choose based on the content yeah. and what's important and what and what, what text is that like what are they saying yeah. on that post yeah. make it make sense don't just put it out there to catch an algorithm absolutely because it could be on something that's not going to serve you and then you've just you're you're, you're yeah. using your your audience now at yeah. the end of the day so. like michelle said from the very top of this you have to stay true to who mm -hmm. you are yeah so if you're a visual person, if you know that you're great on camera, if you know that you take great pictures, or if you know that you have an amazing voice, you have to use what works for Agreed. you that you're most comfortable with. Now, that's not to say that you don't step outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that was a shot at me, by the way. <laughs> it's a total shot. <laughs> but you know, the, the prevalent platform or yeah. um, delivery yeah. should be what you're best at so that your message can be received in the best way possible. Yeah. Agreed. We have Agreed. a question here. Seems yes, to be personal. I, uh, I literally just cleaned uh, my page off my personal life 
because I wanted to protect my friends and family from the negative Nancy's of the society. Uh, I have videos, performance footage, etc. What do you feel is most valued? Um, so I guess family versus, because I think that came up when we were trying to talk about the balance between what you post. Um, so they're just asking uh, if you think performance footage would be more valued or uh, personal life content. Hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Go first. <laughs> um, let's 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 ask who the audience is first. Um, I like to some well with artists. What I'll do is sometimes take a snapshot of their posts over, let's say, a thirty day period, and ideally look over the type of engagement that they're receiving, and um, you can almost start to tally even the double clicks and the comments and that and associate it to the type of content you're putting it. And I'll have them kind of laundry list that content. So some is let's say music, some is lifestyle. Some is, you know, it, it um, categorizes. Yeah, yeah, categorize what that content is in the whole aspect of your life and do your thing. Mm -hmm. When you look back at it to recap, I, you will start to see a pattern. You will start to see who engages with what. Yes. So it, it'll, I, it'll start to get you to understand who's watching you to begin with and yeah. what they're kind of looking from you, mm -hmm. looking for from you, sorry. And so you can start to even have that conversation, whether it's, Music-based mm -hmm. or, or personal. personal? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody in music and entertainment should, like, let's just take Instagram, for example, needs to have either a creator account or a business account yeah. because those insights, those analytics, those numbers, <laughs> they're so important. Your audience will tell you what content is most valued, what kind of content that they prefer the best. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that you have to always cater to that yeah. because big part of social media is training your audience, yeah. but it will at least allow you to keep in mind what will be most effective so that you can find a, a happy balance between the two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, before you move on and just kind of tying that in, I actually had noted down three things to kind of like, I guess, ask yourself or identify um, so for the artists. And number one is understanding who you are as a brand. So pen to paper guys, it always makes sense when you write it out, mm -hmm. for sure. Two, who are you to others? Okay, what is it, what pro, like, what are you programming here? Who are you to a stranger on social media? And then lastly, I have, who are those strangers? Who mm -hmm. are they? So when you can kind of like culminate that, then you can start to really um, put value mm -hmm. into the content that you're creating. That is like really one of the most important words about in relation to branding and mm -hmm. social media is adding value. <laughs> if you're not adding value, yeah. you, you you're know just people any reason to, yeah. to do this. A post is a post is a post. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. What's the most important thing about networking? <laughs> Building relationships. <laughs> and social is media it. is designed to be social. Your brand has this to do it. this in order for there to be a give and a take. Yeah. You give and give and give so people want to give back. Yeah. And if you're tired of social media, it's probably because you're giving and giving and giving and too much to the wrong people. That's right. I was gonna ask that question. I was like, maybe that's going into marketing. Um, that was the question I was gonna ask. What is, and this is from personal experience, um, what are the steps that you take if there is that disconnect between 
um, what is most true to you, especially as an artist versus what your audience values. I can give a, an experience from my own life. Um, for me, I consider myself a very soulful artist. That's kind of just been my whole vibe, very spiritual. <laughs> um, but then I was at a friend's wedding and I posted a picture, a, a video of myself, like a boomerang, um, modeling my dress and it just went off. Like people were coming in and liking and it, it went crazy. And I was like, Hmm. Huh. <laughs> okay. Well, this is definitely not the content that I, I just happened to get a really good video that day and say, you know what? Okay, this is Instagram worthy. Let me put it up. But it's definitely not the content that I um, saw myself posting frequently mm. or probably even wanted to post frequently. So what do you recommend for people? Can I ask you why? Go again? Tell me why you didn't want to post. All why I didn't want? Yeah. Because for me, it comes across as vain. <sighs> I knew you were gonna say that. I knew that. And my my like my dad is someone who he um he's kind of like a jack of all trades. <laughs> he finds fascination in all industries, and he said to me, "We're in the age of vanity." That was his response to me. Um, but that's, that for me was why I didn't want to post that, that content more frequently. Mm -hmm. gotcha. So yeah. what do you recommend for people who find that disconnect? Maybe not necessarily between like selfies versus the music um, or, you know, what are considered the vain posts versus what you have to offer or, or your talent. Um, mm -hmm. But just any kind of disconnect between what they want to post or what they've been posting versus what um, their audience tends to gravitate to it. Well, I, I think your audience is telling you a lot. Um, perhaps, you know, it's interesting. I heard a stat um, through, I, I took a program through CMI last year and they said 80-20 is the, the magic number for music, for artists. So when you're not throat, you're, you don't have a song out, you don't have an album, you're just kind of like in that mid stage, the 80-20 split is 80% of your life, 20% of your music. When you have something coming out, you start to tip the scale and now it's 80-20. So 80% of your music, 20% of your life. Perhaps you were doing maybe 90% of all your music and somebody just wanted to see you like, like a normal human being. You know what I mean? That's why I like her. Yeah. She's so pretty. She's in a dress. Oh my God. I could totally hang out with her all day. Oh. You know, you, you're, you've touched something. You've touched an emotion. You've yeah. humanized yourself again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So don't worry about narcissism. Um, be first and foremost, be proud of being beautiful. How about that? All Just, that. yeah, really and truly. Um, <laughs> She's like, as an artist, you, you are the package. I mean, you're, you're, you are the package. Your music is the product, okay. right? Uh, everybody sees that, that can of Coke, and I'm going to another pot. This is crazy. But, you know, that, are I you mean. thirsty? So, <laughs> Drink some water. So, I mean, like, you know, the can is red and white, and it automatically attracts you. You see it. You know what's going on, but not everybody wants to drink Coke. But you know the can. You yeah. are the, you are you are it, but your music is the product. So you you have to find that balance. And I think they were they were just giving you a sign. They were just telling you what is it also important to them that they just see you live your life. One of my biggest things is authenticity, mm. and that's operating within how you feel and how you think, 
the entire way. Yeah. It might not always line up with your audience and that's okay because we don't always get along with people all the time. Yeah. It's not our job to please people, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it is our responsibility to portray an honest and um, image filled with integrity. So if one day you're feeling really, like you're really feeling yourself, it's okay to share that because it's authentic to how you actually feel. Mm -hmm. And I think a biggest, a biggest, one of the biggest challenges that artists have these days is that, you know, it's, it's, Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Siri is. Isn't um, that creepy? That always creeps me out. <laughs> um, it's, it's that moment when they're about to post something and it's like, oh, well, I don't want somebody to say this about this. Yeah. I don't want people, what if people think this? Mm -hmm. My simplest phrase to address that, get over yourself. I mean, branding is just a shortcut of how to perceive things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like that. Let it go. <laughs> Take notes, guys. Take notes. Uh, so the question that I wanted to move on to um, was, and it's a question that I've heard from a lot of people, is not just finding the balance between what you post online, but finding a balance between your branding and your music. So... What do, what are your thoughts around um, how much time and capital that an artist spends branding versus being creative? Mm. I almost feel like they're one and the same, no? Almost. I understand. You're you're asking just to clarify. You're asking the balance between establishing that image versus creating the music, like the yeah. Like where where would you place more for emphasis? Because from uh, previous discussions that I've had with people who are also in the industry like emerging artists it's kind of been like okay you can create all this music but if your brand sucks then mm. it kind of just goes over so you need to spend more time on branding and then there are people who are like well if the music is good the branding doesn't matter as much because good music will float to the top um so what, <laughs> what i've heard both sides and for me it's kind of just been a uh, you know so what would be your thoughts around that as as experts in this field. You know, it's funny, I literally just said branding is how you perceive things. It's a shortcut to how to perceive things. Yeah. So image and the music, they to me, I'm still hearing the same thing. I feel like they still slightly tie. Thank you. Um, to what extent? Okay, so obviously there's things that you absolutely want to make sure, like you have really great pictures none of them you know foggy and you've got the <laughs> yeah the your thumbprint on the screen right. when you took the picture trust so me nuts. images yeah oh i'm still going oh i thought you were laundry listing no i was, I was just <laughs> emphasizing she's <laughs> giving you all the poses on the side yeah because the thing is again this is a business um i don't I, I find it very difficult for a business to have a great product with poor branding mm -hmm. nobody's gonna buy my service if i can't even promote what the service is properly but also keep in mind what we said at the beginning branding is not just the visuals mm -hmm. in which you know communicate your brand your reputation to the community or your audience branding is also how you deal with your audience yes and what true. you're putting out to your audience so what michelle was saying before about the music and the branding going hand in hand that is very true but how you 
actually respond with and engage your fans is a big part of your it's branding as well. It supports, it does, yeah. definitely supports it. What we were talking about before, how quickly we respond when things are asked of us. Mm-hmm. Artists, if you are being asked to do an interview, for example, um, and they're asking for XYZ promotional items, if it takes you days to respond, you could have missed that opportunity. If you yeah. don't have those promotional items to give them, you can miss out on that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And what are some of those promotional items that artists should have on hand and ready. We touched a bit on it in the first yeah, workshop, yeah. <laughs> um, but we didn't go in depth because of the topic that we were dealing with. But since we are dealing with branding, what are some of those things that you think artists should have on hand? For promotional use. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming this is for the song or the album itself that's coming yeah. out. Like, let's say you have an album that's coming out. What are some of those things that, um, especially that relate to the branding that is important for an artist to have on hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Media Kit's great, but I mean, like, as far as, um, for your socials or part of your branding, mm-hmm. you know, I, I see pretty much everybody doing it, but like you got your cover art, you have your promo video, um, campaign content, if there's a campaign around the song itself. Um, Properly formatted social media headers and yep. templates, um, bio, long and short, mm-hmm. the logo, a properly um, curated website, um, if you have merchandise, a proper platform that people can easily platform. purchase the merchandise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You basically want to make it as simple as possible for people to get, get what everything they that they need from you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's as much as you have those assets or those tools, especially when you're um, promoting a single release or an album release, mm-hmm. ideally knowing when you're going to drop that track or that album and prepping at least six plus months in advance. Y- you know your songs. You know what content you're putting out. Um, ideally understand when you're going to release what, put them on a calendar in advance. And I, again, I do this with artists where it's like, okay, so three singles coming out before the album. Okay. Are we doing it month one, three, and six? And then the album comes out, let's say month seven or eight. Then this what is what is the um, graphical elements that are going to support this whether it's the cover art the flyer the promo video next we already have the songs laid out you know when they're coming now let's let's work backwards mm-hmm. if you're launching on the 15th when do you have to have everything ready by probably let's say the first of the month ready to go so you're always like a a few months in advance but you have all that content um and that's just smart you don't have to like stress yourself out you don't have to think about too much and i know everybody's going to probably think about the financial aspects of it all (laughs) when i say this (laughs) but there are ways to kind of and i know artists are the most savviest individuals when it comes to being frugal um when it comes to stress that dollar so if you have to turn to canva if you have to turn to us for example to find you a graphic designer at your price you know what I mean like do those things but do it in advance prep and so you can even ideally start to lay out what that content looks through various tools like Planoly for your Instagram page or um, whatever I think even Otter like if you have a font uh, I think Mm. it's Otter that app you can speak into it and it'll transcribe based on your slang and then you can you know go to what one thousand and one thonts dot com resources you just have to look for them or speak to the people who can connect you to them but 
ideally understand what it is you're putting out because you are putting out a product. Um, yeah. and, and if anybody knows what you're doing, it's you. Artists, it's you. Oh, you should. Yeah. <laughs> you know what your messaging is. Um, sometimes just talking it out, just having a mastermind session is like amazing. Mm -hmm. You get a couple of maybe non-musical friends and then some others that are your peers or um, in the music industry. Yeah. And you sit around a table and just have that conversation so you can ideally understand internally for your music friends what they think should have how they can assist you with what should happen. And then you have other individuals that are outside of that, that really don't know how things work. They don't know what that looks like, but they know what they want to see and they know what attracts them. And technically that's who you're attracting, right? You want to attract that new fan. You want to get that new follower. So what do they want to see? Don't think too hard about it. Yeah. You know the best. But start to write down what, I will say there's power in the pen, write down what that content is in advance, mm -hmm. in advance. You know what you're doing. <laughs> you do. I've, I've seen like, um, for me, I am an over planner. I will make plans and plans and plans like months in advance. And then it comes to the day I'm supposed to start releasing stuff and I start planning again. <laughs> um, so I think that that's a really good strategy in terms of kind of laying everything out and not thinking too much about it. And oh, someone put yeah. the same. <laughs> um, yeah. Kind of laying everything out and not thinking too much about it and kind of just rolling with who mm. you are. I think that's a really important mm. message. You know what um, might help with, sorry to cut you off. Hold on, that's okay. <laughs> Do you have a team? Me? Yeah, for yourself. Artist, artist speak. No, this, this is my team right Get here. A team. Get a team. <laughs> Make your plans and then give them your plans mm -hmm. and leave it with them. Yeah. I think that's, that's a question I've asked the last four panelists. Um, when do you recommend that artists start to get a team for them. I've heard different responses. You know, some people are like, oh, you know, when you get to a certain level, when you're making a certain amount of income, sometimes you're blessed enough to have the team around you already. Um, what are your recommendations? What are your thoughts in That's terms of getting possible? Agreed. Because if you're, you know, it's funny. You said um, that you gotta wait till you get a certain amount of money or a level. Yeah. And funny thing is, is that team is gonna help you get the money. Get in the level. Level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm gonna be honest with you, getting a team is a whole new topic. I promise mm -hmm. you I can I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. um, but if yeah, if you can get a team game that was that'd be great. Otherwise, I mean use various tools like um i've used well, there's a couple um asana is the one that's coming to my asana mind that's really great asana is a well, task manager a task manager yeah. tool it's an app you can basically um put out your projects assign a due date it notifies you and it also emails you and then you can even tie in other individuals into those various projects within the tool and um so if so-and-so has to do this for you by this date, they can check it off and you can see the progress. Right. And I like that a lot because the worst thing you could do with the team is micromanage. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Did you do it? Are you good? When is it <laughs> going to get done? You're driving me nuts. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, so the key is really finding, obviously, individuals that you trust to do what they say they can do. Tell them what they need to do. Give them the hard date as to when it is done, deadlines, so deadlines. because if you just throw it in the air, they will too. Um, 
and walk away. Yeah. And just I said, walk away. You can tap in every now and then. Hey, how's it going? Do you need yeah. anything? But it's not to be like, where are you? Yeah. When am I going to get it? Is it done? What's happening? <laughs> and that, that, can turn, that can be supportive of your content creator. Um, seeing how we're talking about branding or, you know, a stylist or the video shoot or the photography or any, a photo shoot or whatever you're doing that supports the brand aspect of what it is you're doing. Get those people in play. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a team team, there's still people you know that can help you with a specific project and ask them, do yeah. you mind helping me with this? This is all I need. This is, I need it done by this day. I can give you my big picture. We can do this together. See what they say. You'd yeah. be surprised. Some people just really, people just really kind of want to help sometimes. It's true. But you yeah. have to let them. You have to ask. Yeah. And you have to ask. People that. don't ask, ask first and then actually let them. Yeah. Uh, I find that one of the things that creatives specifically struggle with is letting go. Yeah. You know, that yes. Trust. The trust. It's I know it's baby. difficult, guys. It's your baby. I know, it's but fun. sometimes you need a sitter. <laughs> <laughs> that won't drop the baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you actually answered my next question. I was going to go into um, the steps for an artist uh, that's seeking like professional help with Brendan. So I think, mm -hmm. I think you've covered that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the other thing I wanted to touch on um, is what are some of the things that you would advise artists against in terms of Brendan? There are a lot of things we said we should do, but what are some of the things that um, you'd advise artists again. Not staying consistent. Yeah, inconsistency is the worst thing you can do when you're trying to establish <laughs> your brand. Um, and start small, you know? It can be something as simple as tasking yourself to develop the habit of posting every other day. Mm -hmm. Or if you're really bad with posting, posting once a week on the exact same day, mm -hmm. you know? Consistency is, is habitual. Yeah, invest in a tool, tool that'll and, you know, do it for you an hour a month, an hour a week, just scheduling stuff. So you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, consistency is the biggest thing. So once you break that, understand that you're breaking the trust yeah. that you're supposed to have yeah. with your audience. Yeah. Uh, I would say yeah. another big thing. Sorry, what? Go ahead. I know you're going to say it anyways. Do you think so? Yeah, I put mine in. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Um, stop watching other artists and comparing oh, yourself yes! to them. <laughs> I don't want to come on. <laughs> I want to cut that. Hand oh, yeah. Yeah, you are who you are. That's they it. are who they are. Even if you want, like, the same success and same results or similar results as them, know that you will not get the same thing by emulating what they yeah. did. Your journey will be entirely yours. Absolutely. So let it go. Absolutely. Use them for inspiration mm -hmm. at the, yeah. at the yeah. least. Success does leave clues. That is, that is a key. Facts. I mean, write that down, guys. Mm -hmm. Success leaves clues. Yeah. So follow so the clues. Our two favorite says, sayings, success leaves clues. And how you do anything, anything is how you do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. Yeah. I so was raised on that one. <laughs> Yeah, good habits. <laughs> yeah. Good habit. So you do the right thing all the time, you'll be that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard at first. Very. But, you know, you do it long enough, it's like you're not even doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, you don't even think about brushing your teeth in the morning. Yeah. At so, least I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to segue into uh, artists that are probably looking to change their brand. And we've seen... Mm. Um, Celebrity artists do this all the time. What would be your advice for uh, 
emerging artists who are probably who probably started in one you know on a certain path but now have kind of reinvented themselves so to speak and want to change the branding that they have out there already commit <laughs> yeah. commit and be consistent we That's can't it. stress that enough honestly consistency i think is the biggest thing when it comes mm -hmm. to branding so whether you're changing it whether you're just establishing it for the first time, mm -hmm. you have to be consistent and you have to believe it yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The first thing that Michelle said tonight is know who you are That's it. and stand by it. That's it. Yeah. If now I, I will ask you, oh. if you don't mind me interjecting on your questions. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Cause I, I, I get, this is a, this is a little bit of a sticky one. Um, and I understand this yeah. question. Um, sh I guess the question is, should they, like, um, oh goodness, Cheyenne, I think it was, that cleared off, uh, yeah. who purged her page, purged, yeah. purged the page and start fresh, or just, ta-da, I'm a new person? I'm a, ta-da, I'm a new person, because people like to see the journey. So, here's a good example. I change my hair all the time. And when you go back on my Instagram page, you can see all of the different looks and styles and transitions <laughs> yeah. that I've had. People love to see the difference between I them and now. That. It shows growth, yeah. you know, and especially if the change in your brand is a positive one, mm -hmm. it, it gives people hope and inspires others that people can change for mm -hmm. the better. Yeah. Sometimes that also inspires um, music industry individuals as well. Oh, yeah. Because if they're interested in your music, they obviously are going to check out what you're doing and mm -hmm. your numbers and the engagement. They want to ensure that if they're going to invest interest in you, that you are professionally doing what you should do. So seeing that transition in some cases is a good deal for them because they realize, okay, Adaptable. right. This is where you're moving to. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I have mixed emotions about leaving it and then taking it off. I, if I was to leave it, I probably would leave it maybe for almost like a six to eight month period. Mm -hmm. Maybe depending on, on how you transitioned or how you changed. True. And then I would slowly start to wipe it off. Mm. Yeah. Is important. Yeah. yeah. It depends on what your goal is. Yeah. Um, Cheyenne asked if, so I can do throwback Thursdays to bring back those images and videos. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we fully support recycling mm -hmm. because especially if you have a growing audience, which you're doing what you should be doing, you mm -hmm. should. <laughs> <laughs> People aren't always going to scroll back and back and back and yeah. see the stuff. So you're going to have a bunch of new people that haven't seen that amazing boomerang that you posted yeah. in your beautiful dress. So yeah, bring it back. <laughs> wow them again. I'm sorry, did I cut you? No, that's oh, okay. okay. Um, I think too, another thing that I did notice um, just on the whole hair thing. So in... I cut my hair off, like completely off all the time. And I did that in February and I started noticing something where, for example, like I posted a picture with my hair like this and people were like, oh my gosh, your hair grew back so fast. What'd you do? And that just brought up a whole new way for me to actually um, communicate with people. So I think that was a good point because now people are like interested. There are people who listen to my music who are also interested in what I do with hair or with natural hair. So I kind of realized that that's 
that was another way that I could potentially, you know, connect with the people yes. who follow me as well. Um, but I think it's, it's really good to, to have that journey um, as well. But artists are always evolving. Um, do you think that it's possible to change too much? Like, if, like as an individual, you always be evolving. Um, but how do you convey that on your social media page without completely going from like this to this in the shortest amount of time and kind of turn people off? So like if you went from hip hop to country? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or for example, like if you went so from yeah. <laughs> country to like, or Rihanna went from like reggae to like rock. So, yeah. you know, like there's so many examples. So what, what would be your recommendation for, I mean, she's Rihanna, she can do it, but <laughs> like emerging <laughs> artists. <laughs> As you say that though, why? Why can she do it? Because she's Rihanna. Well, she has such a, this is my opinion. If anyone in the uh, participants group wants to, you know, send us your opinions as well. I think she has, um, now been in the industry for so long and having and having like achieved so much she has a base that will follow her to the mm -hmm. ends of the earth because her branding was so good leading up to this point so now people kind of accept same thing with Beyonce I think she has such an established brand that she's able to kind of do whatever she wants at this point and explore with it and people will still like it and she also has a team a strong team mm -hmm. behind her that um, kind of helps her to convey that story really well would be my opinion. Absolutely. And I think the root of that in its simplest form is that Rihanna built a fan base that loves Rihanna. Mm -hmm. uh, Thank you. <laughs> Not just her music. Yeah. So as long as Rihanna That's is creating right. music, they will love the music that she creates. Right. And even if they don't like the music that she creates, yeah. they'll still love her. Yeah. Yeah, like we all have friends that just trip out every now and then, <laughs> but we still love them. Right? It's like, yo, you've changed, but. <laughs> but it's the person, it's the person, and that is the conversation. Sometimes even um, being open about that transition too uh, on your social platforms, you know, um, having your live, you know, live moments or storytelling to say this is how i've been feeling and this is what i'm trying out now and walk them through that change with you mm -hmm. you may be surprised that the adaptability you may yeah. be surprised on how willing they are to watch you develop regardless of what you're trying to do next people can be very <clears throat> excuse me People can be very forgiving mm -hmm. when you're open, mm -hmm. honest, and vulnerable about yes. where you're at. Vulnerability. Because vulnerability is oh, wow. huge. That's, that's my favorite. It's something we all experience. <laughs> From <Yeah. you. laughs> hey, Shanti. Hi, Shanti. Hey. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone just saw her nervous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like <laughs> our attendees are super quiet. Guys, if you have thoughts or questions, yeah. put them in the chat. Like, you have access right now. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> what tends to happen is I get the questions after the panel, like the uh, operations emails just just the, the point of the question and answer was to get the question so right. you know no question is foolish just put it out there and we will Absolutely. give you an answer if we can uh i wanted to talk about current times and branding so with the pandemic um mm -hmm. 
kind of like, as you said, almost everybody's back online. Yeah. What would you recommend for artists um, in terms of their branding during this time? Understand it. They have the time. Yeah. Um, now's a perfect time for trial and error because you can get that concentrated energy from yeah. people, mm -hmm. that engagement, whether it's a yay or nay, um, it'll help you develop what it is you're trying to do mm -hmm. alongside the music that you're trying to promote. Yeah. So I would strongly recommend that. Now's, now's a really, really good time to do that. Um, it's, I hate to say this, it's breaking my heart, but live performance isn't going to be around for a little bit. We know this. Mm -hmm. um, venues are in trouble. Artists, talent buyers, they've yeah. done some really funny things now. Um, it's, it's a nervous place to be. So this is where branding is key because as I spoke before, the different products, the different funnels of products, your music's still a product. Um, live performance isn't the only place it belongs. Yeah. So and as far as pivoting, into the various funnels that you may have to utilize in order to support your music, as well as financially support yourself, if that's what your music was doing for you before, if you were engaged in a lot of live performances, now is the time to work on that transition. So you can roll everything into that once we get to a place where yes. we can go outside and hug each other again. <laughs> yeah. We had um, a panelist tell the attendees, he's like, um, operate as if this is permanent mm -hmm. um, because Scary. even saying like uh, people that he works with in the industry booking agents especially they're booking for 2023 2022 mm -hmm. not they're not booking for next year at all um, so I think, yeah because there's no guarantee you know um, so I think that that's that's a good approach too because at least that way you're kind of you're not putting yourself in a situation where you're going to have to start all over again yeah, once again exactly. adapt to what, what has been. Right. Because this is a time that so many of us are literally experiencing the same things across mm -hmm. the board. Mm -hmm. It's really, really important to take the time to really explore who you are yeah. beyond yeah. what you've done in the past because sticking to the online demo or platform, the online world that we're dealing with today, Everybody's doing it. Everybody's yeah. going live. It's Everybody's so doing live performances. So you really need to understand what makes you different. Mm -hmm. What sets you apart? Why mm -hmm. should I watch your live concert above and beyond somebody else that's broadcasting at the exact same time? Mm -hmm. And once I'm there, what are you going to do to keep me there? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So those are my questions. The last one is just uh, any general takeaway that you would leave with the participants today. Anything you think is most important for them to take away from this all? Um, for me, I, I guess because I, I really want people to ideally understand or artists to understand mm -hmm. their purpose. Um, you're born with a particular gift that not everybody shares. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a way to communicate in ways that some people regardless of language, they can only hear. And so speak it, be it, live it, breathe it, and understand that conversation that you're, that's in you that is dying to come out. Um, 
ideally be okay with everything that you are about and know that there are there are mistakes if you want to go there but i don't like mistakes i think it's just something you have to try and realize it doesn't serve you be okay with doing something that might be outside of the box because i know hands down that to get outside the box you have to figure out who's out there to give you the instructions on how to get out and so test yourself mm-hmm. um, be open and available to new things um, I, I don't care if it's color palettes i don't care if it's the type of photography different fashion um, different conversation writing piece it doesn't matter uh, yeah. really kind of strip back some of the onion peels and see you for you yeah. and be okay with that and speak that language in all contexts when it comes to you, your music, your brand. Just, just do that. Just be okay with that. I always say there's 8 billion people on earth and if you get 1% of them, you're doing okay. You know, <laughs> so just do that. Yeah. And once you're done the exploring, like actually believe it. Believe if it. If you don't yeah. believe it, then why should we? uh and play have fun have fun yeah 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 (laughs) no matter how dark things get if you literally go into everything and underneath every thought process you have there is a foundation of positivity and here it goes love (laughs) (laughs) you can't go wrong you can't go wrong because at the end of the day it's gonna sit well in here Yeah. Like Michelle said, you purpose. once you are okay with your decisions, you That's can do all no that wrong. really matters. Mm-hmm. Remember, and some of these hard times too that we're going through, um, and I'm sorry, I kind of just briefly looked at that Q&A. I know, right? Burnout is a thing. It is. Um, I get that sometimes, and I realize that the reason I'm burning out is because I'm trying to say something I have no business saying. Mm. And that's on my social media. I'm just like, I'm forcing it. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of taken a step back from forcing it and I just say whatever I want to. But realize this, in these moments where it's like super uncertain and you feel like there's so much on you because you're kind of subjected to trying to figure out what now, um, these are the moments that define you. You'll never see you unless these moments happen. Exactly. And that's the best part. That's some serious beauty. Um, people don't learn or develop when they're happy. I mean, <laughs> I don't. No, it's a place of gratitude. I, I kind of I agree with that one. <laughs> it's a place of gratitude. That's when you're just like, yes, yes. Yeah, you just, you're so happy. Yeah, you're, you're in that space. You're, you're, yeah, bubbling up that energy. But then when crap happens, it's like, okay, so you plateaued. Yeah. So you level up. I, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree slightly with that. Positivity I, I think love. we grow and develop when we're happy. But when we're happy, yes, yes, it's from a place of gratitude. But I think it's also from a place of intention rather than okay. as a result of If you're putting it that way. Yeah. I understand. But what are you doing? Okay. Because we were going to go in contact. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I do think it's possible. Yeah. But I think sometimes greater change happens out of the necessity yes. of getting through those dark times. Yeah. So, and then pat yeah. yourself on the back. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I totally forgot that. Uh, especially, we have a, a quite a number of women in here. Women, I think it's all females. females. All women. Pat your back. Oh, pat yourself on the back. For the big and like, the little things. Yeah. Like, if you're going you're through a hard great. time and 
it's been difficult for you to get out of bed and you willingly and excitedly got out of bed today, good for you. Good job, girl. Yeah, not every day has to like, you know, dig for that pot of gold. You don't yeah. have to, you know, do all of that. But there, I mean, the process is if you take 10 minutes of your day to achieve something that you either need to do or haven't done before and you want to do, you've done it. Bravo. Pat yourself on the back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, give yourself some kudos because you don't have a manual. You, you nobody's nobody's giving you the yeah, actual steps yeah. and directions for your life, for your journey. Yeah. Um, you've got a lot of clues and some, you know, Cole's notes, but you still have to figure out what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. Just figure it out and be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely my messaging. And can since we already kind of touched on it, can we touch on the the burnout question? I think when it comes, especially when it comes to social media, that's something that I personally deal with a lot. It's uh -huh. difficult for me to personally post sometimes because I just don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. But I think if there's like a major, major takeaway from this conversation today, it was the point Michelle made about knowing yourself. So if you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. that, you know, you tap are tap out. prone to burning out because of X, Y, and Z, having that understanding helps you mm -hmm. prepare and mm -hmm. plan to overcome it. That's true. So yeah. set yourself up for success yeah. by putting certain tasks and things in place so that you don't become a victim of the things that you already know you're normally succumbed mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. success leaves clues. guys. So just to the attendees now, are there any other questions? This is the official Q&A section. Um, so if there is anything pressing that you would like to get answered, now's the time. Yeah, now's the time. Don't email me. <laughs> I will answer if I can, but. Are you going to leave me hanging on that for real? <laughs> All right. Okay. I see no questions. I have a question for the attendees, maybe. Yeah. For those who are in here, what are you guys most proud of about your brand currently? Mm. And I'll be really upset if everybody doesn't answer this question. So y'all better jump in that chat. <laughs> we see your names. Yeah, right? <laughs> I will call each and every one of you out. <laughs> Big or small, what are you most proud of about your brand? Oh, my brand. Cheyenne is asking, while you guys put your answers in the chat, Cheyenne's asking, how often should an artist drop music? Every week, every month? Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Spotify is funny. Uh, I'm assuming, and I'm thinking Spotify here because the more consistent you release music on Spotify is that that's the algorithm that picks it up. And so that's where it gets moved around and more playlist opportunities start to come your way. Mm. So utilize um, your own music, mu uh, music that you've done collabs and features with. Um, I'm going to give you a really awesome trick here. If for those that may not know, for those that know, good job, keep doing that. If you're doing any features or collabs with anybody, uh, when you um, distribute it up or put the ampersand sign next to the person's set of features. So if mm, I did a so song with Karen, is, is, that's your and sign. This to all panelists. <laughs> we gotta change it is. that. It's, 
Oh, panelists, sorry. <laughs> yeah. She did what you yeah, told yeah. her not to do. <laughs> it was it was it's literally that. a learning. Yeah. Pass. So if I do Michelle Ampersand Carrie Ann, what ends up happening is that that song on both our profiles go to the top. Okay. Whereas if you do a feature, you know all the way down at the bottom of the Spotify page it says songs with. Yeah. yeah that's where it'll end up so if you both do it as an ampersand it rises to the top you have and then you guys end up sharing audiences because i'm pretty sure they the person you did the collab with has their own uh, followers as do as do you mm -hmm. so it's a good trick of the trade um it, as much music as you can i'm gonna keep it real Just it up. and and if you don't want to drop the music and you're making music build a library um, of your music. And if here's a business tip, if you're smart with it, label it in folders of various themes, whether that be moods, um, uh, events, or uh, party day, like dinner, things like that. Because those are, or action, because those are songs now you can utilize for sync opportunities. Mm -hmm. So now you're building a library based on moods or themes that can support those sync opportunities because when you get a brief for that, that's pretty much part of the description. They need a song that does this, sounds like that, and feels this way. Right. And so it, it'll help you categorize the part of your business, if you will, as far as funneling. So. And if you guys haven't realized yet, Michelle is your strategist. Yeah. She is the expert. I love it. I do. <laughs> so I if do. you need help, it's smart. let her know. We've got a couple of answers. Trisha says she doesn't think she has a brand as yet, but she's been commended for her emotional honesty. I love that. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. It sounds like you're on your way then. Yeah. It sounds like you're on your way. People feel like they can be emotionally connected to you. Mm -hmm. um, on what topic? Obviously, that's that's up to what you're doing at this time, but that topic or that conversation is clearly touching people. So kind of spend some time on that. Open it up a little. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm most proud of finally being able to be my goofy self and that and that it was welcomed by the listeners. Yes, I can't pull off the cool <laughs> R&B chick box. And that Don't. was from Jamila. People I love like it. weird. Yeah, I'm super wacky. I totally love it. I, you know, it's funny. I'm like super energy and like, <laughs> but I cuss like a trailer, right? Like it's just horrible. I'm disgusting, and I like my jokes. The jokes are raw and spicy. I'm muy caliente, muy caliente. But you know what? It's just my personality. It's who I am, and that's how I demonstrate that conversation. So be you, and just be you. Cheyenne says she's most proud of her individual success with no team. Good for you. Music has allowed her to travel to different places where she didn't know that she had fans. Oh, that's super fun. Well done. Yeah, congratulations. Hey, guys, so far, pat on the back. Pat on the back, please. <laughs> um, I will tell you, Cheyenne, I'm very interested as to how far you'd go if you had a team. Ooh. And I'm pretty sure you'd sleep more at night. Ooh. Balance is key. <laughs> Uh, Shanti says, how do, or she's asking, how do you market an artist that does different genres? I heard you say that your fans will love you for you. However, when it comes to marketing, how does that work? Oh, I like this question. Very good question. It's interesting. I, I it's, I, I just spoke about sync. Yes. Yeah. Am I saying too much now? <laughs> um, if you have different 
feels or genres that you're playing in um maybe a couple of things maybe take the time to ideally understand what genre it is that you are performing in mm. and then the other genres that you're really working in maybe it is for sake or may you know to be licensed out um or I don't know what type of, um, if you're talking about songwriting or if you're an instrumentalist, but if it's songwriting um, backed by, then perhaps maybe you can reach out to different artists that are in those genres and be their songwriter. Th those are good royalties, girl. Mm -hmm. um, or if it's yeah. just you and you just want to represent multiple genres that's okay too um we actually work with a couple of mm -hmm. artists that do that and again it goes back to understanding your fan base or your audience right. when you're marketing to them you have to market to them in their language right so that you know how to actually get the music to them so that's maybe right. maybe um the fan base to one of your genres doesn't really use instagram much but they use facebook so the bulk of your marketing mm -hmm. should be on facebook Maybe the other um, audience mm -hmm. likes to use TikTok. So make sure you get your music on TikTok. You have to know where your audience hangs out so you can put Based on, your yeah. material in those spaces. For sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, and P.S. Shanti, corporate likes that. So corporate events, diversity. they book artists <laughs> that can do that widespread. So keep Absolutely. that in mind as well. What else? I know we've only gotten, what, three or four people, and there are seven people attending this <laughs> webinar. Don't make me start calling names. You can understand how our meetings go then, right? <laughs> it sounds like mine and, and Lexicon's meeting. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bossy, bossy. I love it, though. But now I'm working. Okay. But now I'm working on my own music. Okay, okay. <laughs> Jamila says, call him. <laughs> well, since you asked. <laughs> okay, well, help me keep track here. So far, we've had your answer makes sense. Thanks. I'm glad you guys are having fun because we're having fun with you. <laughs> so we've had Trisha, we've had Jamila, we've had Cheyenne and Shanti. Did I miss anybody? So that means Larissa, Sarah, Tajay. <laughs> These guys might be too young to know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is that, Reading Rainbow? Something like that. We're aging ourselves. One thing I'm proud of, I'm an artist. Oh, yeah. I had a breakthrough in accepting my genre. So um, because I'm a songwriter first, I ended up singing because I had nobody to sing my songs. Um, I write in a lot of genres like reggae, rock, like everything. Um, but I had to sit down with my mom. I'm like, I write all these genres and I feel like people aren't going to know what to connect to with me. Um, and she kind of said, okay, which song do you, that you've written do you get most excited about? Um, and kind of narrowed my genre down to uh, reggae soul. But I feel like I was not accepting it because the people that have like there's so much pressure i think and maybe a lot of artists in this group probably feel the same way to create millennial music so they're like walks and the hits and the club tunes and i feel like my uh the songs that i've written that i'm most excited about 
tend, the people who like them tend to be my mom's friends, and my dad's friends, and people who are older, um, who would probably buy vinyl and stuff like that. Um, so for me, <laughs> no, there was no. so much. I will firm. I will firm them. Whoever, don't you ever. I will firm them also because there are a lot of people who are my age who still appreciate um, pointed music. Um, but I felt like there was a lot of. <laughs> but I I I did not want to appreciate um not that I didn't want to appreciate I didn't want to embrace the disconnect that I was feeling and once I did I was able to identify why there was so that was a breakthrough well done for working backwards yeah (laughs) I was not calling anyone old I, was just <laughs> I love this. You know what? I bet you every now and then you're going to do this. Yeah, right? <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Absolutely. No, you know what? If you're just, if you write like that, darling, don't hold back on any of it. Yeah. That is in you. Please don't hold that back. God gave that to you. Don't, don't find do who you are. Get a publisher. Publisher's motivation for me. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. You yeah. are a publisher's dream. Hmm. You are a publisher's dream anybody that can write in whatever genre oh my god and it's lucrative so really take a look into that area because it's just another aspect of your business right it's just business this is just business Mm -hmm. don't ever let genres get you (laughs) in a headspace yeah genres are just to identify where it's supposed to end up okay that's it that is truly, truly it. Otherwise, it's business. Get those contracts signed. Yeah. Yeah. But that sparks a question because one thing that I did, um, a comment that I would get all the time is that they're like, "Oh, you look like a five-year-old or maybe oh. seven. and then they listen to the music and they're like, "People aren't going to be able to connect with it because mm. your face." doesn't match what you sing about or how you sing it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if anybody else in the group has had that problem, but what is that something that you can <laughs> yeah. overcome as an artist? Because I can't change my face. I wouldn't want to. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then you, I don't want to change what I enjoy putting out as an artist or what I enjoy performing. Um, mm-hmm. So how, how do you work around that, that disconnect that happens? part of me wants and to you work around that <laughs> yeah, no honestly part of me wants to just tell you nobody like don't even don't even put nope. any energy into it because god bless you you're gonna get older yeah. <laughs> that baby face is not gonna last story yeah hopefully it lasts to like 60 70 right but like the truth of it is you're gonna age Everyone it shouldn't yeah. deter the your purpose mm-hmm. if i mean I'm, I'm not joking. Music is, it's a choice. It really is an internal choice to do it because it is not easy. Yeah. It is insane. Um, I revel, like I just, my eyes tear up every time I see an artist go on stage because I'm like, oh my God, how did they do that? It is mind blowing to me. I am so in awe by you guys. As much as I'm in this industry, I'm in awe, absolute awe what you guys can create out of nothing or a tiny thought or a blade of grass blowing in the wind all of a sudden it's like you've got the hook in verse two one and two right Mm -hmm. my point is can't deny purpose 
So do you, boo. The face is aesthetics. <laughs> the soul lasts forever. Period. You know what I'm saying? And so it, do what you got to do from where, from where you're going on in here. It'll also work for you. Unless it really yeah. bothers you, yeah. run with yeah. it. Because everybody loves a good surprise. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It, it's yeah. yeah. I, I get you, though. Because I've, I'm five feet I'm five feet tall. Without makeup, I'm honestly a 12-year-old child. <laughs> and being in corporate, for example, um, I, used to, I used to manage corp, like large corporations mm-hmm. um, from a financial standpoint. So to walk in certain boardrooms, I immediately saw the look on their face. But what came out of my mouth earned the respect that I, I received. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you have to kind of get over what and how God made you. You kind of have to. Don't get over it's it. Just it's just aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, when I say get over it as a negative, because it, it really is aesthetics. It's, yeah. it's what comes from you that really, really matters. Now, from a brand perspective, I get that, but you're going to figure it out how you want to portray yourself and let the music speak for you, not your face. I agree with that. Like Shanti says, it's more like my sound has that old soul when it comes to reggae. Mm-hmm. Majority of the people my age are into other stuff. And that's okay. Other people have the same problem. <laughs> Listen, a lot of people have but that, that is good. <laughs> You're definitely yeah. not alone. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you want to find the people who will love and appreciate mm-hmm. your your art for what it truly is without taking anything away from it because they are the ones who will pay. Mm-hmm. Anybody else doesn't matter because even if they showed up, they, they or if they just ignore them, you need Isn't the people who are willing to though? pay for it. I, I think we're labeling this wrong. I, I really do. I, I know we're using the words, I have the problem. It's a pro it's not a problem. It mm-hmm. is your perception. Yeah. It's your preference. It, your, it's your, just the it's way not, you're perceiving it yeah. based on how you are allowing it to make you feel. Yes. Yeah. Good clarification. Yeah, it, it's it's just how you were allowing it. You were agreeing to what that feeling is doing yeah. for you, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. So you and you alone have the power to change the perception to make it feel like it's a positive and it's working for you. Yeah, because it so, will work for you. You just have to. If there's it. only you, anyways, <laughs> so it, it has to, right? There's I. If there's two of you. I want to know, I want the pattern to that. Right. Because I want to make a next one of me so I can sleep in. Okay. <laughs> right. Alrighty. 724, any final questions? And a lot of people have been, oh, we didn't get a lot of no. So Larissa, Sarah, <laughs> and Tajay. Like high school. Yeah, right? <laughs> I did high school in Jamaica, so it's really like high school. It's Absolutely. like you get called out for everything. <laughs> everything. That's awesome. Okay. Well, oh, Jamila, we have a part, a part two. two. Oh, y'all have a great vibe. Oh, they like us. They really like us. Pressure Afro wave. Right? We are. Oh, no. This was fantastic. We just might. We just might. Yeah, this is fantastic. And honestly, if we're not having fun, I kind of don't want to do it. Yeah. I am am a business sense. I have the business sensibility to address things as they should. But man, it's it's about enjoying it while you're doing it. 
you know yeah. so we have one life guys <laughs> if you're not enjoying <laughs> everything that you're doing or at least trying to yeah. what are you doing yeah. well it's funny because i actually you know that saying life is short i don't agree with that no. if you can find anything longer than that let me know please <laughs> so do it well do it with love live how you need to and whatever serves and supports you if you do something that you have to look back on and feel like it was not who you represent today forgive yourself okay. for that keep it pushing yeah. you learned and you just yeah. identified something that doesn't serve you that's okay that's the whole point of this right here yeah. you know what i mean so keep learning and experimenting yeah. guys little talks and keep giving us music because god knows it, it was music that got us through the last Everything. six months yeah. globally yeah. like globally so yeah absolutely so i'm sure i'm not gonna say i hope i'm sure we've all learned something <laughs> lots of gems were dropped tonight i'm just looking at oh we need a part two uh really enjoyed uh what you had to say awesome. um, i just want to give you guys like the last couple of minutes to kind of tell us about anything that Hook & Co is doing, anything that you want to make us aware of, anything you're super proud of that you want to share with us before we wrap up? Yeah. Oh, yes, man. Sir. Wow. What, we're doing a lot. You know what? One, I'm going to ask you guys to tune into our page next month. Next month mm -hmm. is our five-year anniversary, and every single day for those full 30 days, we're going to be having all sorts of deals on various services mm -hmm. uh, and consultations and access to all sorts of goodies that we've yeah. kind of tucked away and we're planning to do. So the Hook & Co uh, is our handle, pretty much right across the board. Um, yeah. Thehookandco.com is our website if you want to go check us out. If you want to talk a little more as far as consultations and strategies and things like that, I love it. Mm -hmm. um, as to what we're doing, we're prepping for 2021. We've got some awesome workshops that will be happening that yes. we'll be supporting. Uh -huh our community there's uh, your part two guys yeah <laughs> yeah getting in uh, yeah we have and uh we'll be we're planning for uh, a women's retreat for next awesome. year <laughs> sorry i didn't want to take it away no it's good it's good yeah so it's, it's called gone girl look mm -hmm. out for it um due to covid we weren't able to execute it this year but everything mm -hmm. happened for a reason Absolutely. Yeah. and uh, as long as you guys stay connected to us we will make sure we continue connecting with you and let you guys know when things will actually be happening so you can attend yeah absolutely and we're all our referrals if it means anything that we offer from your end there's zero cost let us do some of the work for you Okay, and finding the things and the services and the people and the businesses and all those resources that you need yes. so you can get back the time to brand yourself properly, stay in the studio, make new music, just do you. Please, yeah. please let us help you. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Karis, you're awesome. Again. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. And to Afrowave, yes. And thank you to all the attendees for yes. participating and just being here. Like, we yeah. really, really I always say your energy. There's no webinar without the attendees. I'm grateful for that, that tuned in. We have an artist management workshop next week. Uh, same day, same time. And of course, the link will be in the bio at AfroWaveTO. If you have any questions, you can email us at operations at AfroWaveTO.com.
And next week we have Katrina Lopez from KL Management and Troy Harmon from X10 Entertainment. So it's looking to be a very it's great fantastic. Guys, tune into that. Yeah, they're all fantastic. But yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank and you. Good night. Absolutely. Enjoy, guys. Be safe. Make music. <laughs>